You're listening to Mornings with Eric and Bridget here on Moody Radio 89.3, minus Eric today. But Jill and I are talking with Dwayne Eslick of First Priority, but also with the Regroup Student Leaders Conference. It's happening on Saturday, February 24th in Miami Gardens. And it really is about how we can make disciples who make disciples. It's a unique format. We're going to get into all of that with Dwayne. Good morning. Thanks for joining us in studio. It's always a pleasure to be on Moody Radio. I mentioned earlier, I, I've been listening to this station since I was a teenager myself and I was a janitor at church and <laughs> would clean it and listen to Moody Radio at the same time and uh, obviously grew up listening to a lot of the preachers and ended up going to Moody Bible Institute. And this was part of the influence. I would, might not have not known about Moody without the radio station. So I'm very grateful. So, cool. so full circle moment. Did it help you get those the things a little extra clean by listening to Moody? Did that help a little bit? <laughs> Definitely wanted to work as unto the Lord and kept my attitude good when I was cleaning bathrooms. <laughs> That's excellent. We need all the help with that. Well, you've got a very special event coming up here in a little bit over a week now, not that far away, but it's the Regroup Youth Leaders Conference. Tell me about it. Well, we have several organizations that have partnered together to do a conference for youth leaders in South Florida. The theme this year is Make Disciples. We have a very unique format in that we don't have long speeches. We have like TED-style talks, so somebody will speak for like 15 minutes, and then we'll have a panel live Q&A from the audience for about 15 minutes, and then they'll discuss the principles and how they could apply in their local church in a, a round-a-table discussion. And so you don't walk away feeling like you've been hit with a fire hydrant. You actually have had a chance to process four principles that you could say, hey, let's come up with a strategy of how we could apply these principles in our youth ministry wherever we're at. Well, it's so very important because I think youth leaders can be at a point where they might be the only youth leader in their church. They're constantly around middle school students, around high school students, and a lot of times they don't get fed into as uh, the adult minister that they are. That's really what this is about, right? Exactly. And this time of the school year, it's halfway through the school year, and you get tired as a leader. You're like, well, what am I going to bring? What am I going to? How do I keep engaging these students? And so this is a chance for youth leaders to get refreshed, get encouraged, learn from one another, be like iron sharpening iron. And us saying, what if in Miami and Fort Lauderdale, South Florida, what if the youth ministry level kept going to another level that we're having a greater impact and partnering in unity, trying to see every student hear the gospel and begin to follow him. And so it's an exciting opportunity just even to fellowship with other youth leaders from around the city. One of the sessions is going to be about how we can be missional. Just give me a little preview of what this is going to be all about. Well, the theme, Make Disciples, like when Jesus said, go into the whole world and make disciples, he had just finished discipling 12 disciples. And he's basically standing on a mountaintop near the Sea of Galilee saying, what I just did with you for three years, I want you to go do it all over the whole world. And um, you kind of – to make a disciple, whether it's a teenager or an adult, you have to start with the end in mind. And Jesus, when from the first – one of the first times he was calling the fishermen, he's like, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. He knew they were going to turn around and impact others. And so even with teenagers, we're not just looking at like, hey, kid that plays video games till 2 in the morning. <laughs> no, we're looking at people that are going to be making disciples when we're already with the Lord if he doesn't return sooner. It's like these are the next leaders. These are the generation that's going to keep the gospel going forth. 
and reaching their peers and Generation Z and Generation Alpha now. And so we have to train them, seeing them as missionaries to their generation and having that high level of expectation for them. And the way that you've lined up uh, the seminars, I love how you say uh, one is on uh, making disciples by being missional, also making disciples by being relational. How does that help? Um, well, you it's almost redundant because you can't, discipleship or making disciples is a relationship, but we've taken it so often and made it like a classroom or a program that we forget that discipling someone is a discipling relationship, like a teacher and a student, but lifestyle, life on life. And so discipling someone requires you have a relationship with that person. Jesus, when he first uh, met John and Andrew and Peter, he took them to the Jordan River with him or in that region. And it says that he spent time with them, that part of him selecting these 12 was so he could spend time with them. And immediately Jesus wasn't doing all the baptizing. He's like, guess what, Peter? Uh, You get to go take that person in the river and baptize them. And then from the beginning, he was training them to be uh, on mission, but it was through that relationship. And it was sometimes we look at it as like, oh, a disciple's getting to know God. But Jesus had become human. He had set his omniscience or his all-knowingness almost like aside in the sense that, you know, you didn't know when he was the kingdom was going to happen and the final second coming. So he's meeting these guys. He's getting to know them, just like he had to learn Hebrew and Aramaic and the language of Greek. He had to, he was spending time with them to get to know the people he was born into. And that relationship is necessary to really have the greatest impact. With youth, that's real important because youth don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have a relationship with them, they're not going to know that you care. Mm-mm. Well, this conference is really going to help those who are reaching the next generation right here in South Florida. It's called the Regroup Conference. It's going to be lots of speakers and fun activities at this conference happening on February 24th. We've got information about it at ericandbridget.org. But I see here on your schedule, too, you've left room for time just to fellowship and just to network amongst each other. I think sometimes when you go to these events, the information you're getting from the stage is great and helpful, but sometimes it's just that time sitting next to someone and hearing their story and rubbing elbows with someone who's doing exactly what you're doing that that refreshes you too. Definitely. You actually, um, we need encouragement. We, Jesus, even the Hebrews says, let us encourage one another as long as it's called today. And these kind of events, you're going to make possibly divine connections. You might meet another youth group that you might end up saying, hey, where do you go to camp at in the summer? Oh, we're going to go with you. And our youth groups are going to get to know each other. And those relationships can last long term and be what helps sustain you. The other exciting thing about it is we have like a ministry expo with over 10 different uh, ministries. We have some college ministries. So if your kids are graduating, hey, get them connected to crew or intervarsity or um, BCM, Baptist College Mission. There's all these Tables are going to be there, even counseling ministries, resources for your youth group so that you, if you, you say, hey, we can't answer and solve every problem, but there's 10 different ministries that will have tables. You'll get to meet them and, and make relationships that will help uh, reinforce what you're doing with youth. And I see one of our friends here, uh, DJ Mr. E, is going to be there as well. I guess not speaking. No, he's going to be leading some worship and a mini concert after lunch. You know, we, we're kind of like work been doing this uh, quite a few years now. And so we know right after lunch, nobody wants to hear a speaker. So we're putting <laughs> DJ Mr. E to wake everybody back oh. up. And we'll have a little mini concert. And he is from South Florida with great 
uh, music that um, is also a great relationship. You may go there, meet him, get his card, and say, hey, when can you come to our youth group, DJ Mr. E? <laughs> that is very smart of you. Everyone kind of nods off after lunch, but they won't be doing that with DJ Not Mr. E. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I remember um I remember as even a younger person, a young adult that I had the opportunity to do some youth ministry and it was always just my heart that they would get a vision for what it would mean to truly make Christ not just their savior, not just something they do on Sunday, but really Lord of their entire life. It's it's I know that's the passion of these youth leaders, but that's a struggle sometimes because kids are I think they're pulled in so many different directions, not just these days, always, but especially these days. And I guess how do youth leaders not become weary and they're doing good in reaching out to these youth and trying to help them see the importance of who Christ can be in their lives when I'm sure these kids are tempted to to really not make him a priority? I've been serving and working with you for 30 years. And one thing that hasn't changed is the thank yous come about 10 to 15 years later. Mm -hmm. Somebody finding you on Facebook and saying, hey, I didn't realize it at the time, but you spent so much time serving us and it really impacted my life. Thank you. And so sometimes we get tired in youth ministry because it's not like the youth are coming saying, hey, that was the best sermon ever, or thank you for taking me to this trip and this retreat. Yeah. And But later on, it's a, a delayed effect. Those youth, you're making an impact and you have to keep plowing and not grow weary and well-doing because the harvest comes, but it's when they're in their 20s or 30s that they come back and say, thank you for investing in me. And I want to say anybody that's listening, if you work with youth, thank you, thank you, thank you. And if you're a parent, when was the last time you thanked the youth leaders at your church? Thank them. They need that encouragement because sometimes the teenagers aren't the ones that are going to say, hey, thank you for taking your Wednesday or Friday night to hang out with us. And so if you're an adult, be thanking the youth leaders. And then I would also say that I remember when I was just a teenager at church, there was a guy. He wasn't a youth leader. His name was Mr. Perkins. He would always greet us in the hallway, sometimes have candy. Uh, and he was like the the he just made you feel so welcomed on Sunday morning. And so every greeter, everybody, you're impacting youth. When they walk through those doors, make sure that you're thankful they woke up on Sunday morning and that they're there. And you're not just impacting youth. That's the whole thing you're talking about is you're impacting the whole generation that is coming into these leadership positions in church. I know um, for years I've been a leader of American Heritage Girls. And at first I led the little ones. And then as my girls grew, I it was like, OK, I think I can handle middle school. OK, now I think I can handle high school. And now that these high schoolers have graduated and gone into uh, college and into careers, it's neat to see that uh, coming alongside. It's really an intentional type of discipleship that you're talking about, right? Definitely. So discipleship is relational. It's missional, but it's also intentional. And so just like when we, when we lead somebody to Christ, when we're sharing with a non-believer and we're sharing the gospel, we know like, wow, it's the Holy Spirit that has to change someone's heart. But we realize we have a part. We're the ones who share the gospel. How blessed are the feet of those who bring glad tidings of good things. And so and with evangelism, we always say, oh, we have a part. We share the gospel. But with with a believer, sometimes we don't realize we have a part too that is 
the Holy Spirit's the one that causes growth, but you got to water the seed. And so our part is being intentional to saying, hey, are they a baby believer and they need to develop disciplines? Or maybe this is a person who needs to serve and find their spiritual gifts. Or maybe they're at the stage where like, wow, they're ready to be a leader themselves. And I remember I was just in high school and I remember my youth pastor saying, guess what? You're teaching at youth group next week. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and this is crazy. Are you sure about this? I don't know. I didn't have that confidence in myself. But Pastor Paul began to develop me and said, you know what? He was intentional. And part of that intentional was putting me in situations that I had to be stretched. And so as a disciple maker with teenagers, it's like identifying where they're at and what is their next step and how could I help them take that step? Well, the Regroup Conference is going to help equip you to do exactly that. If you are reaching the next generation, if you know someone who is, tell them about this opportunity. It's happening on February 24th in Miami Gardens. We've got information and links to all of this, so important, at ericandbridget.org. Any final word, encouragement for those to let them know that this is going to be so well worth their time and investment on this Saturday? Well, we're catering lunch. We spend, we get grants. So this conference would cost about 50 to $60 per person. We're able to bring it to you for $15. If you need a coupon code, email us. We'll help you get the best deal possible, but it's sponsored. And so it's, we want to appreciate youth leaders and make them feel appreciated that day. And if I could pray really fast, oh, I love to that'd pray. Be great. Yeah, please. Heavenly Father, we love South Florida. We thank mm-hmm. you for the hundreds of thousands of students from Miami to Fort Lauderdale to Palm Beach and along our coast. And we pray in Jesus' name that there would be nothing short of a revival in Generation Z and Generation Alpha. And we pray you would use this conference to equip the leaders that in the middle of the school year, they would be refreshed, re-energized, and ready to finish strong for this school year. We pray for disciples that make disciples that make disciples until you come again. And we're looking forward to that coming because we love you and we can't see you face to face. Can't wait to see you face to face, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.